everybody, welcome to the Kingdom Project Podcast. Um, we are here in the studio. Happens to be my house. <laughs> um, we're going to be continuing in our series of talking about the Beatitudes. Um, and last week, just to um, kind of go over, last week we talked about um, blessed are the ones who mourn. So uh, we're going to open up a w- in a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Um, Heavenly Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for this time and, and just consecrating this time to learn more about you, Lord, and to open up our eyes, Father God, to new things, new, new, new manna from heaven, Father God, and just we come to you broken, Father God, with, with clean slates, a clean hard drive, Father God, for, for you to fill us up to the full measure of, of your word, Lord. Um, Lord, and I, I pray over Ernie here, Father God, may you anoint him, may you fill him up with your pure word, Father God, and may you make it so us, the listeners, are able to comprehend and understand, Father God. May you fill us up. May you may you let waters of life run through us, Father yes, God. Yes, Lord. And just fill us up with your life, Father God, because you're the only one that can bring us to life. You are our source. You are our hope, Father God, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ernie. Love it, love it. Ernie, thank you for coming. I'm so happy you're here. To continue our uh, series, it's exciting. Yes. So I'm hungry for the word. Good, good. <laughs> Me too. And uh, I pray for those that are listening that um, they would receive yes. revelation from the Holy Spirit, because unless mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to the book, you know, uh, our ears, our hearts. Uh, to receive illumination, right. you know, yeah. um, insight. Um, we will have a good time, but we're not going to experience the life of Christ and transformation. Right. So we welcome Holy Spirit to come and to uh, fill us yes. and to mm-hmm. uh, reveal things that we don't know anything about. And to speak to us in our spirits. Because that's where we come in contact and communion with God, is in the spirit. So we have a spirit, we have a soul, we have a body. And um, the spirit is where we are connected with God, because God is spirit. And so he's a... provided a way for us through regeneration mm. by faith in Christ. And so once we come into Christ by faith, believing him and what he's done for us, receiving him, yeah. we are born again by the Spirit. Amen. And so God's Spirit connects with our spirit. And don't ask me how to explain that, but... That's what we call regeneration, where our spirit that was dead in trespasses and sin all of a sudden 
comes alive. Right. <clears throat> and so now uh, we are receiving, you know, from the frequency of heaven, from the frequency of God, and God is dispensing himself through his spirit and our spirit into our person, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our heart. Um, and so that is just um, a miracle and a mystery, right. how God is able to dispense himself into man and be actually blended and mixed with us. Ooh, I like that word, blended. Right? Yeah. And that is a reality that we're coming to understand through entering into the kingdom of God. And so we can see the kingdom of God and we can understand the kingdom of God, but to enter into the kingdom of God is a reward. Right. And so I believe that people that are hungry and thirsty after righteousness, like we uh, know says in one of the Beatitudes, will, they will be filled. So that's the next beatitude after today's. So mm. that's kind of a just whet your appetite for the next one. Right. Uh, because when we get to that beatitude, it goes deeper. Hmm. And, and so I just want to just pray that we will be open yeah. to receive from the Spirit of God like a little child. Mm. So we've been learning about the Beatitudes and how the first, very first one starts out with you need to empty yourself and become like a little child. Um, it's called a being poor in spirit. Wow. Um, and so to even come into, you know, the reality of the kingdom, um, there is a prerequisite which we call repentance. But not, you know, traditional uh, repentance that we've been taught in church where it's about confessing your sins. Right. But a repentance that has to do with the renewal of your mind mm. where you um, allow your mind to be renewed by the washing of the Word of God. Wow. Uh, and so it's a brainwash. Yeah. It's a, you know, 360 degree change your mind um, on, you know, many things, but especially um, understanding the design and the intent, original design, original intent right. and purpose of God for your life. Wow. So just stepping into that atmosphere, as we look at the constitution of the kingdom, Matthew's chap Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, we've uh, already been studying the first three Beatitudes because there's eight, some say there's nine, okay? And they are Beatitudes or principles Okay, or they are 
uh, pictures mm. of what a uh, the nature of a kingdom person looks like. I see. Um, and so that's why we refer it to as to the reality of the kingdom. Yeah. Because the reality of the kingdom first focuses on the inside, on the interior of your life. So it must become a reality in you first. So it's all, it's inward work. It's inward work. Yeah. Yes. And it happens in the form of a seed. Ah. And so we've been talking about how that's so powerful because within the seed, you know, what came first, the seed or the life? The seed? They actually came both at the same time. Oh, wow. Because within the seed, there's already the life in it. Ah, that's right. The whole genetic code is already inside of what it's going to produce and what it's going to become. That's right. The future of that thing is in that seed. Right? Right. Yes. So it already has a full program in it. And it's the same way with the kingdom of God or with the what First Peter calls the incorruptible seed. Mm, incorruptible seed. That we have been born again with an incorruptible seed that was implanted in us. And that seed is Christ. He's the only one in the Bible that's called the seed. And so he's even mentioned way back in Genesis. And you see him also with uh, not only um, the uh, incident with Adam and Eve at the fall, where in Genesis 3.15, it talks about the seed of the woman. Right. Is going to crush Satan's head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but also, as you go a little further in Genesis, it talks about the seed with Abraham, who is the father of faith. And so we've been studying, uh, you know, Abraham uh, on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. with uh, the study we call Digging Deeper. Digging deeper. With uh, Pastor um, Jose or Gilberto Carrillo yeah. from Pan de Vida God bless uh, him. in Ontario. And so we've been doing a, a wonderful study regarding our call according to the picture or the type in the life of Abraham and his journey. And it's been so insightful to us. But we know there that God also promised that Abraham's seed would bless the nations and all the families of the earth. Mm. And we see the beginnings of, you know, seeds in Genesis because the book of Genesis is full of seeds. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like a common theme throughout the whole Bible about seed, right? Yes. Be fruitful, multiply. We even talk about trees, like people are trees, you know, and trees bear seed. That's right. Yeah. That's so true. fascinating. Yes. And and so you you get a whole picture 
of many seeds in Genesis uh, that you find throughout the whole Bible, but also throughout our lives. They right. apply. There's, there's still part of God's economy mm. and his administration. Yeah. And so today's um, beatitude is, I believe, is it the um, third one? Yes. It is. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay. And the Greek word for earth here is gi. Gay, gi. Okay. Soil, by extension, a region or the solid part or the whole of the Terence globe. Interesting. Wow. Soil. So they're particularly talking about soil here. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, because that's a very key point. Yeah. You know, in talking about agriculture. Yes. And talking about seeds, you know and harvest right. and so the bible speaks in that agricultural language yes good soil know, good soil right. yeah definitely well um blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth and so let's first of all look at the word meek okay because a lot of people you know, understand meek to mean different things. So since we're talking about meekness, let's first of all just give a, a simple definition. Okay. Um, it means mild. Also free from retaliation. Whoa. That's a big one. Free from self-defense. Or another way of saying it, free from avenging oneself. Oneself, meaning yourself. Yes. Wow. Uh, humble. Humble. It's a more popular definition for yeah. meek, okay? So right off the bat, let's make a statement. No one is born meek. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no one's born meek? No one is born that way. Wow. <laughs> but Matthew chapter 11, um, and these are in red, so mean in my Bible, it means that these are the words of Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. He said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Mm. So if we want to see the true model of meek, we know that the perfect model, of course, is Jesus. Right. You can't get any meeker than that. <laughs> and so when you start thinking about the definition of meek, it fits him. Right. You know, one who was mild, free from retaliation, free from self-defense, Free from avenging himself. Right. Humble. Humble. Uh, but there was another example in the Bible of meekness, and it was a man named Moses mm. in the Old Testament. Right. And so 
Moses, before he went to the backside of the desert, was a very strong man. He killed an Egyptian with his own hands and buried him in the wow. sand. I don't know if you've seen that uh, cartoon version of The Prince of Egypt. I have it now. Great cartoon if you ever get a chance to watch it. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It's got <laughs> great music. And, you know, they, you know, put it, you know, in a cartoon form where you can definitely glean uh, from the story of oh, wow. Moses and how he rose to become the prince of Egypt. Oh, wow. Because he was raised by the Pharaoh's daughter in yeah. the palace. Yeah. Um, and so there's a whole just rich right story and realities and shadows and types and metaphors and things yeah. in that particular story that we're not teaching on today right but um the backside of the desert was called midian that's midian. where moses went after he killed the egyptian and he was fleeing for his life and so there in Midian, he went to school. Mm. The school that he went to is called the School of the Spirit. Wow. Numbers 12, verse 3 says, Now the man Moses was very meek among all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Wow. So he was known as the meekest man on the face of the earth in his day. So that's why I chose Moses, you know, as yeah. a good model. That's a great example. Besides, yeah. the, you know, the perfect model in right. Jesus Christ. Um, Exodus 4.10, we find Moses at the burning bush and God is calling and commissioning Moses. And Moses, for the first time, is meeting God. And so God speaks to Moses and tells him that he's heard the cry of his people. And he's seen their misery and their hard taskmaster and their slavery and bondage. Right. And he says, and I'm going to come down and deliver them. But then he surprises Moses and he tells Moses, and I'm going to send you <laughs> to Pharaoh. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like caught off guard, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and so Moses is blown away. Yeah. Of course. And wouldn't you have liked to have been there for that conversation? Oh, yeah, for right? sure. <laughs> um, because Moses starts to make excuses. And in uh, Exodus 4.10, he says, I am a man of slow tongue. I mean, and I think we can all relate to that, right? Making excuses like, oh, God, uh, Lord, do I have to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I can, I can, it definitely resonates with me. And so what does God say? So God's response to that is, who made your mouth? <laughs> and, he's, and the Bible says God was angry with Moses. Wow. In case you're wondering if God does get mad, 
or yeah. angry. Right. And so it's so key to me today that we're talking about Moses's speech and God, you know, uh, just speaking clearly to an issue about our mouths right. and speaking words because it is so powerful to me that we understand that there is something that God is releasing in the earth today Wow! because yeah. there is a witness that needs to be testified mm. in the earth about the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. And so part of the call and the purpose of God for our lives is to be a witness. Wow. And so the Bible says that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is established. Wow. <laughs> So you and I today are witnesses for God. Yeah. And we're speaking into a podcast. But there are words that are being spoken over the airwaves that are divine speaking. Wow. There's both divine speaking and human speaking going on. And so it's so important for us to understand that God restores the earth by his word. Wow. And he restores man by his word. Amen. The way people become born again and receive salvation is by God's word. Wow. That's the good news. Yeah. It's not by our efforts and by our, you know, behavior and by our own goodness. It is simply by the word of God and his speaking into the earth. Yeah restoration redemption regeneration right yeah amen and so there is a word of revival that is coming from the throne and it comes many times in divine speaking through different voices that god selects but sometimes through human voices mm. because even nature is speaking right. every day. Yeah. <laughs> All wow. you have to do is look at creation <laughs> and you're going to hear yeah. and come to realize God's attributes. Yeah. And that's truly walking in the spirit. Man. Yes. Right. We live such busy lives and we sometimes get distracted right and to slow down and actually just listen to the birds mm -hmm. and look at the colors on the flowers mm -hmm. we truly see god's beauty 
in those things. That's right. Right. And then you say they speak to us and speak to us in spirit, you know, slow down, mm-hmm. take a minute to breathe in the environment around you, you know, and, and truly soak in that goodness of God, you know, right. the beauty, the characteristics, you know. Well, remember, again in Genesis, remember where the seeds are. Yes. That everything that happened and was recorded in Genesis, the beginning started with God speaking. Let there be light. That's right. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let there be an expanse and separate the waters from the waters. And you begin to hear God's voice create. And then throughout the Old Testament, God spoke in a lot of different ways through prophets. Right. right? So, so the word and the tongue is so powerful, the mouth. And so when he tells Moses, I made your mouth. Yes. That's a perfect example of, look, I'm going to be there right on your lips. Yes. Speaking. Because I'm the creator. I made that, you know? Right. And you can either use that mouth to kill someone, not literally, but spiritually, kill Uh their spirit or speak down on them, or you could speak life into them, and that life is the life of Christ. That's right. Yeah. So the way Proverbs says it is that there is the power of death and life in the tongue. Wow. That's so true. Right? And so when we get to the New Testament, um, Hebrews tells us that the, uh, in the old days, God spoke through many different forms, like he spoke through um, prophets, he spoke through angels, he spoke through mm. you know, different vehicles, like right. visions and different things. But it says in the New Testament that he's spoken to us through his son, Jesus. Wow. (laughs) And now um, Romans tells us that the word is in our mouths. That it's our, we're already filled with the word because it's not only already in our mouths, the good news Right. But it's written in our hearts. Yes. I was just reading that. That's in Matthew, right? Yeah. He's speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he says, out of the mouth comes life. And if you don't have it on your heart, then what's really coming out? Yeah. You know, you could be religious and do all these kinds of things, but what's really imprinted on your heart is what's really going to come out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, when you open your mouth, his words coming out of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, yeah. that's like, that's powerful. That is. That's deep. That is. And sometimes I surprise myself yeah. with the things that come out of my mouth that I know that wasn't me. Right. That wasn't just human speaking. That was the spirit speaking. 
Right. That was divine speaking. Yeah. That comes from God. And you begin to discern. You you begin to differentiate. You begin to learn because you have a capacity to tell the difference when God is speaking and when man is speaking. Right. Or like your ego. Like I could tell that's my ego. Yeah. You know, I gotta check myself and Right. Like you said, discernment. Yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. So God said, um, go, I will be with your mouth. <laughs> uh, that's in verse 13 of Exodus chapter 4. So Moses was making excuses. God, you know, just hits him with a, a reality check and mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, who made your mouth? <laughs> you know, he, he can make a donkey talk, talk if he wants right. to. <laughs> He can use anybody's mouth. Yeah. Uh, but we're always thinking about our own ability, like you said. Right. You know, and our own ego. Right. And uh, maybe Mo- maybe Moses had a stuttering problem. I don't know. Right. People sometimes say that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But uh, Moses basically tells the Lord, please send somebody else. And God says, I'll take your words and put them in your brother's mouth. Hmm. You will be God to your brother, and he will be your mouthpiece. Wow. Right. I think you might need to dissect that. Right? So (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, First of all, to realize and recognize that we are God's mouthpiece. (laughs) Because we have his word. Right. And because his word is written in our hearts. Because of the new covenant that we've entered into through Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. And that's part of the new covenant that the Lord would write his word, his commandments in our hearts. And that we would know him. And we have a responsibility mm-hmm. if we realize right now, recognize what, you know, that means. Um, it's so, God took somebody like Moses who was, he said, slow of speech or of tongue, okay, was making excuses that basically was, you know, um, insecure, um, and yet when you stop and think about it, Moses was probably eloquent in mm-hmm. speaking because he was trained right. in the palace in Egypt. Wow. I don't think he had a problem with being right. able to communicate. Right. But after being in the school of the Spirit for 40 years and being worn out by God that we learned from mourning, okay, all of a sudden we come to this place because the word meek in the Hebrew literally means to wear out or worn out. So that word meek not mourning, I'm sorry, meekness in the Hebrew, this is a definition we don't realize. Right. It's talking about being worn out. 
And so God is calling a stuttering man with a stick who has become so meek that he was able to bring the Egyptian empire down. Wow. <laughs> God said, I'm going to take your words and I'm going to put them in your brother's mouth and you're going to be like God to him. He's going to be your prophet, your mm -hmm. mouthpiece. So he took Moses and made him like God. Wow. And took Aaron, his brother, and made him a prophet. So even though Moses was worn out by God, because he was worn out after 40 years of being on the back desert. And by the way, while he was on the back desert in the, in the area of Midian, he was a shepherd and he mm. shepherded the flocks mm. of his father-in-law sheep. Yeah, that's right. And so Moses was going through a school and a training through those difficult days where he no longer was enjoying the riches and the treasures of Egypt, but he was traveling in this foreign land like and desert and wilderness for 40 years. Wow. And so here he is. Now he's worn out. And so he's kind of like, I give up, God. You know? Yeah. yeah. I can't speak. You're going to send me? You got the wrong guy. Right. You know, I'm sure he thought about too, how can I go back to Egypt because I'm wanted there and it's, you know, dangerous and I might lose my life. Right. I'm sure he thought about that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, blessed are the worn out. That's the message of the beatitude today. The worn out. So if you're feeling worn out right now, if you're feeling like you have no more fight in you, yeah. if you feel like, you know, um, you just feel weak. Um, Moses was the most worn out man on the face of the earth because God conquered him. Wow. Do you know that God captures us? and conquers us he doesn't just call us and save us but it's a whole journey wow. and in that journey he captures us and makes us a prisoner wow. a prisoner of love yeah and that whole journey i don't know how long it will take for you yeah. i know it's taken me years and years I didn't understand that. But God conquered Moses and wore him out. He took the fight out of him. He purged the ignorance and self-reliance, self-sufficiency, mm. till there was no more retaliation. Mm. Are you still trying to defend yourself and fight for yourself? Yeah. And retaliate? Do you feel like that sometimes? Mm. I think that God is wearing us out okay. because it's part of the preparation to become a deliverer. Ooh. Would it be fair to say that most transformations, like we're seeing the transformation in Moses, comes at that time of being worn out and being 
God, I ain't got nothing else in me, you know? Yes. Because then we start submitting to him because we have nothing else. Right. right. So I think most of my transformation has, throughout my life has come, come at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, all I could do is thank God, you know? Yes. For that. Yes. And, I agree and as you're 100%. reading this, as you're reading this, we can see our name in the book. Yes. That's the fascinating part. Yeah. You know? That's very true. Yeah. So you can see your name and it's Moses. Right. Right. And so then the book comes to life, you know? Yes. Yeah. Right. So the Lord wears us out to prepare us to be a deliverer and to return to his original intent and mm. purpose for our lives. And that is to rule and reign with him. Wow. Dominion. Yeah. Back to Genesis 1. Back to Genesis. Yeah. Yes. To multiply, to be fruitful, right. to fill the earth, and to have dominion over the earth. Wow. To inherit the earth. Right. And so Psalms 37, 11 says it this way. The meek shall inherit the earth and delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Wow. Philippians 2, 3 through 8. I'm not going to read the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but it starts out with let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Wow. And you know, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but yet he became a man and humbled himself and served. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will exalt you in due season, in due time. 1 Peter um, 5, 5 says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so it's speaking to us about being clothed with humility and Mm -hmm. having a submitted heart. Right. Submitted to God. You know, but it doesn't stop there. Being submitted to God is where we start, and that's the true beginning. Mm -hmm. But we also need to submit to elders that God places in our lives. We need to submit to one another. There's submission in marriage. There's submission in family. There's submission to authorities. And so true spiritual authority comes from submission. Mm. You cannot have spiritual authority if you don't submit. Wow. Because the opposite of submitting is pride. Right. And God will resist it. So... The beatitude about meekness is so powerful that we're not to pursue after having fame and a big name 
and just pursuing after money and right. material things, the great American dream, just so that we can brag or boast right. on our possessions right. and what we've accomplished. So we make gods out of those, you know? They become, yes. Just like... They're, they're not evil themselves. Right. But the love of them, yes. Right. We store up, those are our treasures, you know? Yes. And our true treasures come from heaven. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why the key scripture that we've been using in Matthew 6.33 is so important. Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom, the of, kingdom God. of God. And his righteousness. That doesn't mean casually seek. Yeah. That means like... Full submission. Full-blown, committed yeah. to seeking, right. finding, knocking, you know? Right. Um, whatever energy and, you know, time, everything that you are, mm -hmm. it's what God is after. What is it that he really wants from you? We get all the goods and the blessings from God, but what is it that God wants from us? He wants an altar. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be a living sacrifice. Wow. To come and with everything that we have and that we are, to lay it on the altar, to be absolutely for God, totally. Yeah. committed to him pick, wholeheartedly yeah. pick up our cross he wants our hearts because that's our altar yeah yeah because whatever your heart is after and pursues you're going to possess so your treasures are where your heart is right that's what the lord said and, and so sometimes we're going through a process and being worn out by negative circumstances and situations because God is testing our hearts. Wow. To see if our hearts are truly committed to him. The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth seeking whose hearts are truly committed to him that he may strongly support them. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can you imagine? So... If God sees your heart is wholehearted for him and tr totally committed to him, he is going to support you. He's going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. He's going to make you successful. He's going to back you up. Amen. He's going to appear to you yeah. and show up to let you know which way to go when you turn to the left or to the right. Mm -hmm. He's going to let you find him. He's going to listen to your prayers and respond <laughs> yeah. and give you what you are hoping for. That's good. Right? Yeah. But do you know, and I don't say this to discourage anyone, but do you know that we can't make that happen? That even our hungering and thirst after him, you can't make it happen on your own efforts. And there's something about it. Wow. 
okay, that we have to surrender to and, and accept and realize. Yeah. Because many of us are trying with our greatest sacrifices and efforts to make that happen, to get to that place. And yet, it's something that God does in and through us and draws us by His Spirit. Draws us. It's by His Spirit. That's why at the beginning of this podcast, we acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Right. We invoke the Spirit of God to come. Right. We cooperate with the Spirit of the Lord because in ourselves, in and of ourselves, uh, we're not going to be able to uh, really accomplish anything without him. Right. Jesus said it this way. He said, without me, you can do nothing. nothing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So unless you have Christ, it's not going to happen. Right. But if Christ is in you, he's the hope of glory. Ooh. And he takes us from glory to glory. Glory to glory. From strength to strength, from uh, faith to faith. It's a journey. So it's a, yeah, like I, I was going to say, it's a process. It's a process. It's a refining process. Yes. Like refinement, constant it, refinement. Constantly, yes. Wow. Purging out the old, mm -hmm. bringing and adding the new. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not by our works that that happens. Right. Uh, it's by our cooperating. Like you said, becoming like a little child. Yeah. And that's an everyday thing. And surrendering. Yeah. Afresh. Taking up our cross. Yeah. Denying ourselves. That doesn't mean wearing a cross around your neck, right? No, it Just doesn't. Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it did, but no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Taking up your cross, making that daily sacrifice. Uh -huh. Daily. You know? Yeah, because it says in the Bible that we, um, the, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit mm -hmm. that we are children of God. Wow. That's how you know you're a Christian. Yeah. It's the spirit that bears witness or uh, testifies, uh, confirms to your spirit that you are a child of God. And then it says, and if you're a child of God, you're an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Mm. If you suffer with them, that you may be glorified together. Wow. So we leave that part out. Yeah. We just like that. I'm an heir I'm and an a heir. joint heir with yeah. Jesus. You know? We take it out of context. Yes. You know? And that is so true positionally, but then the other part is dispositionally. We have to walk through some things that yeah. is a form of suffering right. and denying self. Yeah. And taking up our cross and facing sometimes struggles, challenges, right. difficulties. Right. But all of them, God is using as part of the process, like we've been describing. Right. Building up that character in you. 
Yes. And so the Lord said, you know, um, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, for you shall find rest to your souls. Mm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. That's how you know you're on the right track is if you have peace. Right. You'll have other things too, but mainly peace, peace. the peace of God. And if we don't have peace, you know, it's probably an indicator that we're on the wrong path or we're going in the wrong direction or we're not walking in God's will. Mm -hmm. So we need him to guide us back on track. Yeah. Just ask him. Wow. And he will. Well, that's it for today's. That was awesome, Ernie. That was awesome. Um, if you guys have any questions regarding this teaching, um, feel free to reach out to us. I'm going to put our information in the notes. Um, and again, just a reminder, we have weekly Bible study every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then Kingdom Talk Thursdays at 7.30 a.m. So, um, but, you know, me and Ernie, were always open for a cup of coffee. Um, if you're just feeling worn out, we're, we're here for you. Um, and we're here to, you know, to empathize with you and, and, and to, to, to build you up. And so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, until next week, um, we'll, we'll keep it going. So thank you guys for joining. Any, any closing words? Ernie? No, just blessings to everybody. So, so glad to be a part of this podcast and, right. and what God is doing. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys.